Hi, welcome back to Kyle's Friday Tech Rant. <laughs> this is Elizabeth Gilbert here with Kyle Westhouse to hear about what he has to rant about in tech. Kyle, how's this week going? It's going all right. We're going to talk about planned obsolescence this week. Wow, planned obsolescence. That's a cool word. Yes, it is. So what it means is it's a term that's used for when a company uh, specifically engineers their product uh, not to last as long as possible, but uh, when they specifically um, want to engineer it so that it'll start to fail or may, and that users will have to buy a new product after a certain amount of time. Dang. Yeah, instead of just being able to uh, hold on to what they have until it, you know, uh, until the parts fail, um, they're engineered to fail after a certain amount of time. Huh. Yeah, so um, the often cited like case of this is uh, uh, when light bulbs were first invented. Um, they spent a lot of time working on finding materials that would last as long as possible and would be the right brightness and things like that. Uh, around the 1920s, a few articles I read cited that um, light bulb corporations were having trouble because they made the light bulbs too good. And so uh, for the price that they were selling them for, people were, they were lasting too long uh, and light bulb companies didn't think they were making enough profit. So they uh, formed a cartel, which is like an economic group that decides to, they're going to, as a group, all withhold um, or raise prices, or in this case, they're all, they were all together going to limit their product for the betterment of them um, and charge the consumers more. And so they uh, engineered light bulbs and agreed that they would not make any light bulb that had an expected lifetime of more than 1,000 hours. Interesting. Yes. Um, so that's... Um, light bulbs specifically, but planned obsolescence is talked about a lot in the uh, tech industry. Um, I think some of the reasons for that is that um, a lot of tech, um, so certainly some technology is, is leisure items maybe that um, people don't uh, require, but I think certainly in today's business and uh, education world, a lot of technology uh, is necessary for success. We're dependent on it no longer. We don't just use it for slight advantages. We really are dependent um, on the internet and these devices that we use and so uh, people don't really have a choice to uh, abstain maybe if they're not pleased with what uh, say a cartel might be offering hmm. cartel at not as in like Mexican drug cartel but just the general economic term um, for a group of corporations I think an additional reason why uh, planned obsolescence is prevalent in technology uh, is because uh, repairing many electronic devices is simply out of the range of the average consumer. Mm -hmm. uh, people oftentimes feel more comfortable repairing physical devices, um, but there's a lot of uh, engineering and understanding that it takes to properly repair electronic devices. So when uh, people can be unhappy that their devices aren't lasting as long, but I think uh, also a lot of people don't have the technical know-how to repair these devices. True. Yeah. Um, so I can list some more modern examples as well. Um, it seems like when a company changes uh, their plan for obsolescence for the product or service or device, uh, it could go unnoticed by consumers or have a negative effect because consumers aren't necessarily aware of it. Companies aren't advertising, hey, our light bulbs are worse now, or hey, our yes. device battery isn't going to last as many years as you might have thought. Uh, and the consumer becomes their new norm. It becomes their new norm, but it could be unsettling at first, maybe. Yes, certainly. So. Um Certainly, I think the goal of any corp any corporation that decides to 
you know, maybe institute some planned obsolescence isn't going to alert to consumers. Um, and it, it's uh, viewed as a pretty consumer negative uh, business practice. Um, hmm. uh, many people like the ability to repair and uh, to keep their devices for as long as possible and you know, work on them, keep them alive. Um, and certainly that's against the principle of planned obsolescence. Uh, in addition to engineering parts to fail, com uh, companies will also um, limit the technical documentation that's out there for these devices. So repair manuals for, um, I've, seen, I've seen this talked about a lot online, repair manuals for like washing machines, uh, laptops, um, dryers are harder and harder to find on the internet. Because if you, if you don't have the documentation to repair them, even if you have the technical know-how and you're aware of the planned obsolescence, it makes it even harder for you to uh, hold out. And wow. yeah, it makes, it makes you spend more money. Right. So what are some of the examples of maybe devices that have the most dramatic or you know, alarming planned obsolescence, but also some that are maybe on the entirely other end where they've made more choices to give power to the consumer with you know, oh, let's time? First one's definitely gonna be easier to come up with examples than uh, the the latter. Um, Apple's gotten in trouble for um, their um, batteries, right? Well, it beyond batteries, but also wow. in, in not in terms of hardware, but also in terms of software, since they can push updates to phones, uh, um, pushing uh, software that knowingly is uh, difficult for earlier generation phones to buy after they release a new generation phone, um, so that people feel as though it's you know normal to just buy the newest phone whenever one comes out because it's the new one, not because their old one is uh, broken. Um, printers uh, as well are pretty known for uh, being sort of user hostile. Um, it, in terms of like repairability and uh, user choice, oftentimes can, uh, companies will try and lock uh, printers so that they only accept cartridges from that manufacturer. They won't just accept, you know, the storage device with ink in it, it they, they try and uh, use practices that require specific inks that are more expensive. Um, what, was this, uh, what was the second you said? Ones that are on the other side oh, of the spectrum. Do you have any um, examples of that? Oh, there's, I'm sure there's better examples, but the one that I'm thinking of now is, um, there's been some developments recently in uh, producing uh, laptops that are more uh, repairable and give users more more choice and uh, don't include as much proprietary software on them. Mm -hmm. um, so that's software rather than hardware, but it's still um, they're focusing on repairability and uh, making laptops easier to work with the hardware rather than laptops are notoriously hard to find repair information on. I'd say for most corporations. I guess in a software sense open source kind of goes in this direction too where yes, if there's a problem yes. with the package you're relying on you can just go fix it yes yes that is certainly uh some it's certainly this movement strongly correlated with the open source movement as you hinted at yes um yeah for sure well thank you for sharing about the <laughs> newest topic in tech that we're ranting about this week and sure uh, i hope you learned something i did for sure i didn't know that existed and i it makes sense it makes sense well, we'll talk to you next week about whatever it is that comes up in tech. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you. Bye.